coming up. That's the greatest need any human being has. Man, that's real right there. Is to have our sins forgiven. That's the greatest need. Yes. That's what propels us into an eternal life with God. That's our deepest need. We need to be saved from our sin. Amen. And it's a gift that will never fade away. Mm-hmm. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. The birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the most important and impactful birth in human history. Therefore, there are aspects surrounding his birth that every human being should consider as we approach the Christmas season. Join us for the message series as Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn help us dive deeper into these truths. Here's the fifth message in the series, The Realization of the Savior's Birth. I want to give you some practical, reasonable, and doable things you can do this and every holiday season every holiday season and in so doing we should remember how God demonstrated his love for us by his actions yeah. and John 3 16 tells us that he loved us so much that he sent his one and only son therefore we should demonstrate our love for God and others by our actions by our actions we should respond to God's love um, God's show of love by showing love ourselves and it needs to be action. It needs to be action. So I want to give you some things you can do. Write this down. Things you can do to honor the birth of our Savior. Things you can do to honor the birth of our Savior. Though Santa Claus and Frosty the Snowman and <laughs> those jingling bells, the reindeer and Rudolph, um, all the mistletoes and many other gestures surrounding Christmas are fun and gestures. They do not, I repeat, they do not honor the birth of a savior. Man. Someone who's come to save the world from its sin and the people from its sin. Um, bells can't ring the sin away. Mm-mm. Santa can't give gifts and say, ho, 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 the sin away. Mm-hmm. Rudolph knows don't shine bright enough <laughs> to get the sin away. Yeah. Frosty yeah. can't be big enough or cool enough or cold enough right. to take the sin away. And you can't kiss the sin away with mistletoes, under mistletoes, and any other thing. None of those gestures will take the sin away. Right. So they don't do justice to honoring a savior that was born for you and me and for the world. So I wanna give you eight things, eight practical things you can do this and every holiday season to honor the birth of our savior. The first is extend grace to people. Extend grace to people. And we're gonna pull all eight of these things from the actual event, the scene, events that happened during the time of when Christ was born. We're going to pull some things that we can do, things that were done um, in honor of him. 
So the first you can do is extend grace to people. Mm -hmm. And that just means give favor, even if you don't think people deserve it. Give them favor anyway, because that's what grace is. Grace is unmerited favor. Yeah. And it's exactly what God did when he sent his son um, and for sin to die for our sin in our place. It was something we didn't deserve. Mm -hmm. It was something we didn't earn. Mm -hmm. And so God extended grace to us. So we should extend grace to others during this and every holiday season. Amen. Look what it says here in Matthew 1, 18 through 19. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Yeah. So look what Joseph did. Joseph was engaged to Mary and she got pregnant of nothing of his doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just think about that, man. You're the woman you engaged with is all of a sudden pregnant and you're like, hey, I haven't touched her. <laughs> that must have been difficult for Joseph. Yeah. But the text tells us that in his, because he was a righteous man, he did not want to disgrace her publicly. Right. So we need to extend grace to folks. We should try to give people grace. Amen. That's what he did for, for Mary. And he, so he, he, he had a plan that he would not publicly disgrace her. Amen. So we can learn from that. Somebody might say something that offends you and hurt your, you know, hurt your feelings and whatever. And it, and it, it may be offensive and wrong. <laughs> but if you want to honor Jesus during this and every holiday season, <laughs> just extend some grace. We especially have to be mindful of that when we're out there shopping. Yes. Especially on Christmas Eve. That's why I don't like being store on Christmas Eve because it gets crazy. Yes. Last minute shoppers, people are just anxious and, and, and angry and trying to get the last thing. So yes, driving crazy. We just have to extend some grace. Extend some grace. Mm -hmm. And when you do it, do it with the mindset yeah. of, of, of just following, following Joseph here and looking at this lesson and saying, you know, I'm going to honor Christ because uh, I'm going to give some grace. That was wrong. That was wrong, but I'm going to give some grace. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to be like a duck, let it roll up, the water roll off my back. Right. I'm going to give some grace. If you want to honor Christ, give some grace because God gave you grace. He gave me grace. He continues to give and us continues grace. And continues to, yes, right. He continues to Regular give us basis. grace. Yeah. And so we should Man. demonstrate that like God demonstrate that, demonstrated that to us. Mm -hmm. The second thing that we can do to honor the birth of our Savior is be obedient to God's commands. Mm -hmm. Be obedient to God's commands. Amen. So um, after here, and it picks up from the story and, and with Joseph again in Matthew 1, 20 through 25, it says, as he considered this, he considered, you know, um, breaking the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a, in a dream. 
Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, I want to pause on this for a moment because I just want to make sure you caught this in case you did, you missed it the first time. Um, Joseph didn't want to disgrace her mm -hmm. before he got this message mm -hmm. from the angel. And it was because, as the text said that we read, he was a righteous man. Right. He was a righteous man. So I don't want you to think that he did it because she had a child of the Holy. He didn't disgrace her because she was with child of the Holy Spirit. No, he didn't disgrace her because he was a righteous man. Mm -hmm. He didn't even know about that at the time he decided not to disgrace her. See, we we like to go tit for tat. It's like, oh, well, she done, you know, got pregnant you know, by some other means or whatever. So I'm just going to, she did me wrong. She threw me under the bus. Then I'm going to throw her under the bus. Hmm. We operate in that worldly way of thinking. That's not what Joseph did. Joseph hadn't even had the message from the Holy Spirit yet. Yeah. And he, um, from the angel yet. And he didn't just want to disgrace her because he was righteous. Because he's righteous. Amen. And so, um, and so the text, uh, tells us here, I'm gonna read verse 21. Um, and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Verse 25, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Amen. So you see what happened here? He was of the mind not to disgrace her, to separate with her privately, quietly. And then the angel spoke to him and he was obedient. He was obedient to go ahead and marry her. Mm -hmm. And he was obedient to call the child Jesus. Amen. Amen. He was obedient. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he continued to be obedient. So if you want to honor God, honor the birth of our Savior, this and every Christmas season, do what he says. That's right. Just do what God has commanded you to do. Amen. And some of y'all know exactly there's something already on your mind that you know you didn't do that God said you should do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and you because you intentionally didn't do it. It's already there. Uh, it might have been yesterday. It might have been last week. It might have been last month. I don't know. But you know there's something God said to do you haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. So you want to honor Christ? Do what God commands. Amen. Follow his word. The third thing that we can do 
to honor the birth of our Savior is seek to be in the presence of the Savior. Mm -hmm. Seek to be in the presence of the Savior. Here in uh, Matthew 2, 1 through 2, it says this. Um, it says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from Eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? Amen. Amen. And so these wise men came looking for the king of the Jews. Mm -hmm. They were seeking to be in the presence of the Savior. Amen. Now, I want you to understand that this wasn't a casual question they asked. Where is the king, the newborn king of the Jews? It wasn't a casual question. They were desperately seeking this, to find the Savior. Mm -hmm. They had traveled a long distance for a long time, at least a couple of months of travel. Mm -hmm. um, so they were truly seeking the king, the Savior. I got a question. How badly do you want to be in the presence of the King of the Savior this Christmas season? That's a good question. How badly do you want it? Are you more interested in the presence, meaning the gifts with your name on it, mm -hmm. than you are interested in the Savior's presence? <laughs> meaning being with him and experiencing his peace and joy mm -hmm. in all areas of your life, which are you most interested in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what do you want? You want to tear off the wrapping paper and get that new thing that you wanted? Or do you just want to open up your heart and your mind and your spirit and say, Lord, speak to me. Yeah. I want to enjoy what it's like to be with you, mm -hmm. the joy and the peace that comes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. Which of them are you most interested in? Mm -hmm. Amen. And on a scale from one to 10, 10 being extreme, how badly do you want to be in his presence? Be honest, answer that question honestly. And if you need to correct yourself, say, God, forgive me, help me to want your presence more than I do. And I mean being around him, not the gifts. <laughs> Be honest about it. On a scale from one to 10, how would you grade yourself? Amen. Look what it says here in Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Hmm. Amen. So we should be seeking the kingdom. We should be seeking to be in his presence above everything else. That's right. That's right. And it says that if you do that, he'll meet your needs. So I, we could ask, how badly do you want to have all your needs met. truly met? That's right. That's right. Yes. Some of us are pondering what's going wrong. Why Why can't this happen? Why can't that happen? That's right. You're not doing what God commanded yeah. them to do. It might be that you're not seeking the yeah, kingdom. That might be it. You're not seeking the kingdom. Amen. You see, if you, if you got every gift you ever wanted, for Christmas, it won't meet your greatest need. Hmm. 
It, you won't, it won't meet your you greatest got, needs. You need to say that again. That, right. That's something to ponder if you on. you got every gift you wanted for Christmas, it won't meet what's really your greatest need. Mm -hmm. It will satisfy your wants. Mm -hmm. and those, and that's a temporary satisfaction. But the gifts will get old. They'll stop working. Mm -hmm. They'll rust away. They'll fade away. They'll rip their tear. But on the other hand, the greatest gift or the thing that you need the most is a savior. <laughs> Someone who will pay, who has paid the price that you could not pay for your sin. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the greatest need any home human being has. Amen. That's real right there. Is to have our sins forgiven. That's the greatest need. Yes. That's yes. what propels us into an eternal life with God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's our deepest need. We need to be saved from our sin. That's the deepest need of every human being. That's right. Amen. Amen. And it's a gift that will never fade away mm -hmm. or lose its effectiveness. Mm -hmm. That's real right there. Amen. Somebody should say amen. amen. I hope y'all saying amen. Yeah, there's some amen in the chat. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 The fourth thing that we can do to honor the birth of the Savior is be sure to worship. Mm -hmm. Be sure to worship. Worship. Matthew 2 2 goes on to say, it says, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. This is the wise men talking, mm -hmm. who were really like astrologers. They were star watchers. Yeah. And they said, We saw the star because it had been prophesied about. So we've come to worship him. So they were coming to worship. They were part of the, the characters of that time, of the first Christmas time, the first Christmas season. They were part of it. And they said, we come to worship. Yes. So yes. if you want to honor him, be sure to worship. And that's in our everyday, in our everyday living. Yeah. Not just on the we we love you guys when you come here and worship together, like the Bible tells us to do, but yeah. that's in your everyday living. That's worship. right. Yes, that's right. I, I remember and we I think me and my wife shared this with y'all before. But when we was young in our 20s and um, they, it was before KJ was born. So KJ, we were 25 when he was born. So we were early 20s mm -hmm. and uh, Christmas Day fell on a weekday. <laughs> Christmas oh, Day fell on a weekday. And we were, you know, we were young, a young couple, young believers and mm -hmm. and we just wanted to worship God on Christmas day and we just we just assumed that they must be, it's got to be service at church yeah where we went to church at regularly and mm -hmm. it's it's must you know we just we got up that morning put on our Sunday our Sunday go to it wasn't Sunday but we put on our Sunday going to going to church clothes <laughs> and we was all excited yeah. about going to worship yeah. on Christmas day and we drove to the church and it was a parking lot was empty and the doors was closed. We were like, what? What? <laughs> like, oh, I thought, we, I thought they were gonna have service today. They, yeah, we just kind of yeah. assumed we, you know, it, you know, it, nothing was probably announced or whatever, but like I said, we were young and trying to 
build our lives and our marriage and our, you know, growing God and all of that. We just had an eagerness to worship. And you know that you see on TV, some churches are are open, they're having services on. Mm -hmm. So we just assumed they were and we got ready to go, you know, and went. Yeah. And I only bring this up to say that to just to speak to our eagerness to want to worship on Christmas Day. <laughs> and that's what it did for us. We we got dressed and everything and went to church and, you know, and um and nothing was happening on that day. That church. didn't stop us from worshiping because yeah. we worship with our lifestyle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we came back home and did our yes. normal thing and uh and just right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's the that's what eagerness and wanting to worship will do. It'll you know, it'll make you take action, as I said earlier. Amen. And that was an action we took because we were eager. So the fifth thing that we could do to honor the birth of our Savior is guide people to the Savior. Amen. Guide people to the Savior. It only makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. If the greatest need we have is a Savior. Yeah. Right? Right, right. right. And that means every human being then it only makes sense that if we're going to demonstrate love like God did, mm -hmm. that we would guide people to the Savior right. because it's their greatest need. That's right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really that practical. Mm -hmm. So we would guide people to the Savior. Look what it says here in Matthew 2, 9. Um, it says, after this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Mm -hmm. So these wise men, these astrologers saw a star stop. Yeah. And they and it stopped where Jesus was. Mm -hmm. So the star led them to Jesus. The star led them to Jesus. I heard uh, John Maxwell in a sermon he gave he said, uh, you should be a star. He said, be a star. You're going to be a star. Be a star. Meaning you should be guiding people to Jesus. Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty good. That is good. Yeah. Be a star. Be a star. Yes. Yes. Um, and, you, you know, you, you may never know just how much you've inspired someone by leading them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and and how you've challenged them and how you challenged them to overcome things in their life yeah. because you took them to the one who can help them overcome. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that star inspired these wise men to go on this at least two month trip to find to see the to see the 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 Savior, mm -hmm. to be in the presence of the Savior, to worship the Savior, and they invested that time of their life to go and see the savior. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and they found him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They found him. Amen. And all they wanted to do was worship him. Right. And that's what they did. Mm -hmm. So guide, guide someone to the savior. Be a star. Be a star. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> Uh, the sixth thing that we can do to honor the birth of our Savior is 
be sure to rejoice. Rejoice. Be sure to rejoice. rejoice. Amen. Matthew 2.10 says, speaking of the wise men again, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Amen. They were filled with joy. Where it says rejoice in the Lord always. But always, again, I say rejoice. And the star helped them. They got filled with joy because they knew what the star meant because of prophecy. And and that's why they came seeking a savior. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were filled with joy. So rejoice. I know everything in your life is not the way that you will want it to be. But there are things that are. And there's always a reason to rejoice. That's right. There's always, always a reason to be always. thankful. There's always a reason to honor and praise the Lord. Yeah. So don't focus on the things that are not what you would want them to be. Don't let them take up the dominant part of your thoughts and your mind and your words and your heart. Focus on the things of, of on the Lord, who's the joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Okay, Pastor, that's my gift, y'all. Yes. You know, and when you start thinking about what your blessings and rejoicing in what God has done for you, you feel, you start to feel better. Whatever you worried about goes out the window, you know, you start reflecting on what you do have because things could be worse, you know? Yes. That's right. That's right. Send them blessings up when the, I mean, send those praises up when the praises go up, the blessings come down, as they say. Yes, man. So make sure you rejoice. The seventh thing that uh, you can do to honor the birth of our Savior is to be sure to give. Mm-hmm. Be sure to give. In God's generosity, He gave the greatest gift ever given, His mm-hmm. Son Jesus Christ. That's right. So we should give too. Look what it says here in Matthew 2, 11. Uh, they entered the house, talking about the wise men again. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him as they said they came to do. Mm-hmm. Then they opened their treasured chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Oh, so they came ready to worship mm-hmm. and they came ready to give. This is a way that we can see that giving is a part of our worship. That's right. Giving is a part of our worship. And so if you want to honor the birth of our Savior this season, give. Give something to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And look what it says here in Acts 20, 35. It says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Yes, so give, give something yeah. to someone, mm-hmm. give something to someone. Uh, Miss Reader and her daughter came by my house last <laughs> night. <laughs> she called me and, and she, I said, hey, Miss Reader. And I, she said, are you home? I said, yeah. She said, well, we need you to come to the door. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll be there in a minute. Uh-huh. And so I go to the door and um, her daughter, who's our high school schoolmate, we went to high school together. Yes. We graduated from the same class, in the same class, mm-hmm. from Castlemont High, the castle. The castle. What time is it? It's nighttime. nighttime. <laughs> Don't get me started. We were the nights. <laughs> in case you didn't get it. Yeah. Nighttime, nights. Okay. 
But she was at the door and she said, this is some homemade uh, eggnog that they made from the, it's the, her grandmother's recipe. recipe. And oh, so they okay. wanted to spread a little Christmas joy, mm-hmm. as she said. And so, um, so they gave, gave me that, gave it to me and the family. So I just I had that was even, nice of them. Yeah, it was nice of them. Yeah. I, I hadn't even anticipated to say that. It just kind of rolled, came out, y'all. Oh, so okay. um, yeah. but thank you, uh, Miss Reader and yeah. Zinzi for and the rest of the family. For, and the rest of the family. And grandma and, and grandma. grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for the gift. Yeah, that was nice. That was so nice of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the eighth thing that you can do to honor the birth of our savior is follow the Lord's leading. Follow the Lord's leading. Matthew 2, 12 says, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream, talking about the wise men, in a dream, not to return to Herod. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they knew what Herod was about. That's right. Yes. And Herod was an antichrist. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kill baby Jesus. That's right. In fact, he had gave an order to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and mm-hmm. the end of vicinity who were two years old yeah. or younger. Yeah. And so he was trying to kill baby Jesus. So they were led by God to go, not to go back to Herod, but to go another route. Right, right. And if you want to honor Christ, honor our Savior, follow the Lord's leading. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Settle down. Yep. Settle down in your spirit and pray. Seek to be in his presence and let the Lord lead you. Mm-hmm. I know you're facing some kind of decision you have to make um, in your life, whatever it might be. Um, and uh, and so, because we're making decisions all the time, big ones, little ones, we're always making decisions. And I just want to tell you that seek the Lord um, about how he wants you, what he wants you to do. Get wisdom from God. Follow the Lord's leading. Amen. Um, and to honor birth of our Savior this Christmas season and every Christmas season. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. 
God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And we should not be still trapped or slaves to the old ways, the old life. And that old life should not be giving us joy like that as we reflect on something's not right. We can't glory in the old life. We need to glory in the new life. And this is what we need to do to prepare for the new travelers. Because if we don't do this and get rid of those old things, then when the new travelers come, they're not going to have a place to sit. Y'all, y'all, the plane's going to be full. Y'all get this? Thank you for listening. 